Yo, 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 what up, what up? Welcome back to the Talk of My Shit podcast with your boy Too Skinny. I'm <coughs> I knew them prostitutes from DC was going to give me AIDS, boy. I'm <coughs> and we took a road trip. We didn't even fly to DC. So you know I had to pick up some lot lizards, bitch. I'm fucking dying. My skin is peeling. One of my toes is falling out, but I don't give a fuck. I'm out here. Back from D.C., back from doing 10 sold-out shows, back from coming from Iowa City, which is not as exciting, but I'm going to still talk about it because it was lit. Um, dude, so, uh, by the way, I have no guests. I I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a minute because the last, uh, the, the last few podcasts that I was putting out were all pre-recorded. In the same fucking week also, I, I think I should mention just because I remember I was drained as fuck after doing like six podcasts uh, in a row because I would fucking get drunk after recording every single one. So that's probably mostly on me, but still have to let you guys know. Um, I recorded, which ones came out? Manny Rodriguez episode came out. That was good. Uh, my homie Jody Goldwaits came out. with. We, we were in the bonus episode because we were talking hella shit on that episode. So I, I just kind of left it with no info in case anybody looked it up. But the number still went crazy. So I already know some people that probably I didn't want to hear, hear heard it. Or probably, <coughs> god damn, there goes a lot of lizard shit. But anyway. <coughs> god damn. Ooh, I'm sick of these bitches. Anyway, uh, literally, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. People gonna think I'm out here fucking for real, fucking prostitutes and that for real. Nigga, not fucking at all. Goddamn it, there's a drought out here. I've been matching with everybody on Chispa that is identical looking to me, boy. All the fat bitches. Anyway, all right, all right, that's enough. My bad. I got too high before I recorded this shit. But anyway, so um. Here, let me talk to you guys. So anyway, everything was pre-recorded. Uh, the Jody Goldwyn's episode, the uh, Manny Rodriguez, and we did Giovanni Diaz with his fucking crazy-ass stories. Uh, then the homie Gabriel and Hunter on one episode. That episode was crazy. That motherfucker was talking about uh, his dad got fired for uh, giving a teenage girl dildos at school. I mean, and also the dad was a teacher, I should say. So that's fucking weird as hell. Imagine your daughter got home with a whole bunch of dicks and she's like, and the, your parents are like, where the fuck did you get this? She's like, oh, my teacher gave them to me. A guy at that, my, not even like a female sex ed teacher. Anyway, whatever. Shout out to him, man. Great episode. Great episode. Crazy motherfucker. Um, and then anyway, um, Fast forward a little bit uh, into, yeah, so anyway, I've been dropping those every week. I was going to drop them all, like, double, I was going to double up on some weeks, but I knew I was going to have, like, a busy-ass week, like, end of the month for October slash beginning of November, so I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to stretch them out and give myself a little bit of a break on that, so I, that being said, I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a minute, and I got a lot of shit to talk about, so... First, I wanted to talk about Iowa City, but you know what? I'll talk about this first because I feel like it's the elephant in the room and I haven't really gave my two cents. And I mean, even though this podcast is not super big, I feel like enough people listen to it where they've they've hit me up and they're like, yo, crazy about takeoff, you know, from Eagles that died, got killed in Texas, whatever and shit. And like, man, that, that shit was crazy as fuck because honestly, like, they seem like... Like they, I know they, they like they came up off rapping off of bandos and trapping and all that shit, but I feel like we all knew that they were kind of like a little bit more calm compared to any other street motherfuckers. You know, somebody compared like Pusha T, Big Thirty. You might see some like you know you know motherfuckers that really talk about gunplay and be about gunplay. Like Migos were kind of already like super mainstream. They were damn near pop artists. You feel me? Like after Bad and Bougie came out, I mean they reached a new level of fame. But even before that, they were doing like. Um, 
What's that one? They had a few fucking songs that were not like as big as Versace or as big as Bad and Bougie, but they still had. They always had like a little bit of a hit circulating. If it wasn't, if it wasn't like a. I think it's one that's like I knocked the pussy out I don't know why the fuck I'm saying it like that it sounds lame but somebody I knocked the pussy out I don't know but anyway they always had like bangers you know like or they were getting on the feature with somebody Quavo was killing it on his own you know with uh, he had a I think he had a song with uh, Post Malone and I think he made, might have had a few other like like just solo Quavo singles you know and then um, uh, you know Takeoff dropped his fucking banging solo album with the Last Memory is probably one of my favorite songs period like it's such a fucking vibe you ever just get high as fuck listen to that song just vibe out I'm not gonna lie to y'all like I didn't hear the whole his whole solo album like I, I've only heard a few songs but Last Memory is a fucking banger that enough shit that got me to listen to the whole album but you know I'll be fucking wilding out and shit but anyway Offset I, you know what's crazy is that this motherfucker Takeoff got killed in Houston um, they were hanging out with Jay Prince which Jay Prince is CEO of Rap-A-Lot Records it's a record label in uh, Houston and they also are um, affiliated with Mob Ties. Mob Ties is supposed to be like a company as well, like their own label, their own type of distribution thing. Distribution thing, but um, but a lot of people say that it's like a double meaning, kind of similar to like I'm not the I'm not out here feds or whatever, but I'm just trying to tell you, motherfuckers, what why it's like important because and I know like some people know it, but there's some people that don't, and they when I talk about shit like this. They enjoy it or whatever. So, Mob Ties is like, um, it's been, people say it's got like a double meaning. Like, you remember back in the day when BMF, there was that record label from Atlanta, but in reality, they were actually a mafia, like a organized uh, crime family. And uh, basically, they were like, uh, the, the fucking music label was a front, but they still had good ass artists like Young Jeezy. Like, they were fucking popping, but they were also moving like hella bricks. They were affiliated with the Mexican cartel. Like, these are, we're talking about like real drug dealers, not, you know, no middlemen type of shit so anyway like bmf were like the, like the muscle of atlanta for a long time so when you flew into to, to, to atlanta you knew like oh you check in with bmf maybe you might you know take them out to party give them a little bit of bread you could call it an extortion if you want but most people do it willingly so they can hey you know what i tapped in with the right people give them a little bit of bread off the top and they're gonna make sure that i'm good while i'm here so that way no other you know little fucking part-time ass gang or fufu ass gang try to come at you or rob you for your chains or whatever so anyway they were kind of jay prince and his family they were kind of looked at you know similar they've not i i, I to, to my knowledge they have not been investigated but i know jay prince has been to prison he's got a son called jay prince jr um obviously right because fuck originality and no, i'm just kidding i'm definitely if i ever have a son i would say i'm not gonna have kids but if i ever have a son i feel like i gotta name one kenji just because kenji's such a fucking it's head ass name like it's goofy as fuck i used to hate it as a kid for those of you guys some there's some people that listen to this probably think my real name is not too skinny but ken flores but my full name is kenji k-e-n-y-i i feel like people from high school listen to this shit like bro shut the fuck up we know what your name is nigga hurry up talk about takeoff but no um yeah anyway the fuck was it? see that's why i don't be getting high because i just be talking in circles but nah so Anyway, point is that, you know, this motherfucker's supposed to have some muscle in Houston, right? I don't know if they're moving drugs or not, but regardless, they got muscle. Uh, so anyway, uh, I guess that they were, they were at like some type of, uh, they were at a bowling alley, you know, like after hours. You know, a lot of rappers do that, like in Hollywood, the Dave and Buster's closes, and then they rent it out after hours, pay crazy amounts of money. But anyway, so point is that um, 
Um, they were at this after hours bowling alley and supposedly they were shooting dice and then it looks like they got into an argument. So the argument led outside, which seems to be like the second floor of some type of like mall looking thing in Houston. And uh, I guess they say if the rumors that were circulating were saying that there was like an argument during the guy, the dice game and that. You know, Quavo punched somebody from the mob ties group, you know, the people that are supposed to be watching him. But obviously, you know, you drinking, you playing dice. No matter if you you could be with your own cousin, you get into it with him, you might start boxing your cousin, you feel me? So it doesn't matter who they were with or who, even if they were, if it was their own people. But anyway, I guess that Quavo swung at one of them and then somebody on the other side pulled out a gun and then Migos people pulled out guns. And they're even saying that the bullet might have came from one of the people that was supposed to be defending the Migos that was actually on their side. And that's the thing that sucks. You feel me? Like, damn, motherfucker, you're supposed to be security. You murdered the motherfucker. You're supposed to be protecting. Kind of fucking weak-ass top flight security is that. But anyway, um, yeah, man, there's, you know, it was crazy because that that morning, it was a Tuesday morning when this happened last week. And uh, that would have been what, like on the 1st, right? November 1st. I, I was, uh, it was uh, on Tuesday right before we left the D.C. And I'm not going to lie, that shit was like, um. It kind of blew me, bro. Like, I was like, fuck, bro. Like, you know, they're, they're, you know, a lot of rappers when they die, you know, PNB Rock just died less than a fucking month ago, I think. Like, literally hasn't even been that long type shit. And uh, now another rapper, you know, is dead. Now, this situation, yeah, it wasn't like a robbery. But still, it's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, what, like you feel me? Like, this motherfucker, like, these are, these are not rappers. Like, we're not even used to shit like this, you know? Like, when we were young, motherfucker, all the mainstream rappers, or I guess, yeah, mainstream rappers and, and mainstream pop artists, whatever, the motherfuckers wasn't dying, you feel me? Like, it would be all the older ones, washed up ones that were like, sometimes, you know, they'll OD on the drugs, or you feel me, they'll, you know, end up in some wrong situation, they'll die, but it was never somebody you actually like, yeah, you know, it's not like somebody I listen to every single day or whatever, and with these new motherfuckers dying, bro, it's like, really, it's really motherfuckers that be like, in their peak, in their fucking highest that they're gonna be, and I don't know where they're just fucking dropping, you know, like, I, I would never imagine that one of the Migos would be dead before I like ever stopped listening to them you know like I, I, I thought they were all gonna grow old and you know they'll be like hey, bundle. you feel me like do dumb shit alright that's enough but anyway um, I thought that you know, I never thought that, so it, it was sad to see. And the worst part is that I know that Offset um, was not really even talking to because you know the Migos was Offset Takeoff and Quavo. I guess that um, Offset wasn't really in speaking terms with uh, Takeoff and Quavo. They went on a few different podcasts recently. Like I think they were on Drink Champs, Quavo and uh, and sorry, Quavo and uh, fuck, I how the fuck I I fucked all that shit up. But anyway, uh. <laughs> I guess that Quavo and Offset went to Drink Champs. You know, they were kind of talking. Oh, my God. I fucked up again. Jesus Christ. I'm an idiot. So Quavo and Takeoff went to Drink Champs. And, you know, they asked them, like, what's up with Offset? Why are you not fucking with y'all? They didn't really say too much. They're like, oh, I know people part ways. You know, some these rappers sometimes give the worst interviews. I hate. I used to be a big fan of Breakfast Club. I used to watch interviews, like, day in, day out. But, man, just some, some rappers suck so much at communication. Like, I don't know if they just are that type of person, even without the money, without the fame or motherfuckers just start getting a little bit of money and just don't want to talk at all i don't know what it is but like like chief keith interview for example on the breakfast club it's supposed to be it is, it is legendary you know for what it was but like if i was somebody who's really trying to get to know chief keith and trying to see what type of motherfucker he was like and i'm trying to watch the breakfast club like that interview like sucked you feel me like and there's a lot of interviews like a lot of rappers i don't know why the fuck their label i mean i know it's a label sometimes makes them do it but why the fuck would you do it? I don't. I don't know. Anyway, that, I'm see now. I'm getting into other shit, but regardless, um, yeah, that motherfucker. They were saying that, uh, but I guess the real reason people are saying is because 
Offset was trying to get out of his deal with with uh, their sign right now to uh, QC, which is Quality Check, the same uh, Quality Check. <laughs> but yeah, what is it? Is what it is. Quality Check music, right? I think it was. Anyway, whatever. Fuck it. Um, you know, it's funny because QC, the label, is like, uh, it's funny to me because you know when your mom works at a warehouse or a, or, 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 or a factory or whatever, they're always talking shit about the QC. Ay, es que la pinche QC es bien chismosa. <laughs> so when I hear QC label, it just reminds me of a QC bitch at a warehouse or something. But anyway, um, yeah, so they're signed to quali- quality, con- it's quality control, idiot, fuck, quality check, idiot. <laughs> I, I just realized it's quality control. I'm so fucking stupid. Anyway, <laughs> that fool, um, that fool was trying to get out his deal, and um, they really didn't want to let him out. You know, obviously, motherfuckers got contracts to complete, and sometimes, you know, he's probably looking at Cardi B's contract like, "Damn, bitch, you making more than me? I need to go tell at the people." And you know, unfortunately, obviously, if you're signed to a like, I think any, I think any rapper deal is already fucking complicated as shit. Now imagine you're sharing the profits and everything with two other people, so it's three of you motherfuckers. Like, damn. Like I don't know, I, I I can see tensions get high at some point there, but anyway, they were all family. I think they were like each other's cousins, and I think Quavo was Takeoff's uncle, and J and Offset's cousin, something like that. But anyway, so they they lasted a long time together and not getting into no beefs and not breaking up. But I know Offset was recently like doing his own thing, and uh, since he wasn't talking to Takeoff or Quavo, it's gotta suck, you know. You just get that phone call. And he, I remember the last story he put on his Instagram. It was him dressed as the Joker. I'm assuming he was at a different Halloween party, you know, not in, um, not in Houston, obviously. And uh, yeah, you, you just find out that takeoff, you know, the person that you basically made it with is dead, bro. It's, I mean, that's gotta be an awkward conversation, you know, just to the family. To, I mean, I don't know, bro. But not even the awkwardness. Fuck the, fuck, fuck all that. Just like in your heart, how that shit would sit. Like you're not talking to your homie, your family, basically, and and then you get that phone call. That's gotta that's gotta be the worst. That's why you gotta be cool with your people, man, at all times, because you never know. And I mean, it sucks that it's gotta be with it with, that I like with celebrity people that maybe we make the realization. But yeah, motherfuckers not here every fucking forever. You know, you don't ever know when the next time a motherfucker not gonna be here. But it sucks, you know. It sucks. And obviously, you know, it has a lot to do with the circumstances and situations you're in. But man. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, I like to have fun, too. Like, I I probably, I'd be in places I probably should not be. Like, for example, this past weekend in Iowa. <laughs> let me tell you guys about Iowa now. Uh, so, uh, rest in peace, Takeoff, by the way. Hopefully, they get that shit wrapped up and, and, and all that shit go, you know, crazy. But I wanted to talk about Iowa City. I went there. To, I was headlining a show um, in Iowa City. By the way, I never, I, I, I did not know what Iowa City was. Like, obviously, I knew that it was in Iowa and it was a city, right? But... Like I didn't know what city or what school was there, but it turns out it's home to one to the University of Iowa, which is one of the biggest colleges in the nation, and it's basically packed with white queens and white, you know, men. I guess whatever. If I was gonna say white kings, but fuck out of here, boy. <laughs> Lord be damned, I say white king, boy. No, nah, but um, yeah, it was packed with shorties, bro. Me and Oscar Carvajal went. Uh, we carpooled, you know. By that, I mean he picked me up and gave me a ride. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was me and him, you know, but I, I got him a feature spot. Like, I was like, uh, you know, I'll let you do the feature spot. I'll headline, break bread, and just make the drive, you know, and I'll put, and I, and I'll put gas in your shit, you know. So we, we went out together. Um, we ended up, uh, 
we ended up buying a six pack on the way there, and then I, 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 I uh, anyway, we, were, we went to Iowa City. It was like about a four hour drive almost. We get to the we get to like the, the the downtown area, the Iowa City place, and we realize it's fucking packed with people just walking around in costumes, you know, like fine ass, fine ass white shorties, boy, fine as hell, and um, and we get to the motherfucking venue. Damn, I think I'm getting sick. Fuck. We get to the venue, we walk inside, we realize the venue is at a fucking gay bar. And I, I mean, again, I'm progressive, that's cool, you feel me? It's at a gay bar, so at the gay bar on Halloween, what's going to be there? A whole bunch of, you feel me, like, everything, you feel me? A lot of a lot of people, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of trans women and all that shit, you feel me? Like, it was it was busting, you feel me? But, I mean, damn, what the fuck am I, <laughs> it was all kinds of shit. Hey, I was thrown off is what I'm trying to say. I was, I mean, it was busting. It was busting. You feel me? Like, it was a lot of people there. Anyway, <laughs> motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> they had a big ass sign by the bathroom that said, don't do coke. Obviously, did do coke, but <laughs> it was, it was fucking, uh, so anyway, the gay bar was upstairs, but the comedy club was below it. It was in the basement. So I go downstairs and that, that place is it's buzzing. Now it's got shorties in there. All kinds of shit, bro. It's busting. And they give they give us like seven drink tickets each, bro. So we get like seven free drinks. So before the fucking show even starts, I'm already pounding, pounding blue moons, bro. I'm like, fuck it. I'm fucking somebody upstairs. <laughs> but the motherfucker anyway, so the fucking show gets started. And um they put out two comics from Iowa, which they were cool, you know. They did their thing. Shout out to uh Karen and uh, the homie who hosted Travis, they, were, they both killed it. But anyway, then my homie Oscar went up. He started murdering, you know, he brought that Chicago, you know, that Chicago comedian motherfucking funny. You feel me? Like, I feel like Chicago comedians are just funnier, in my opinion, because there's a lot of good comedians in Chicago. So anyway, he started killing. Then I go up. I started fucking killing. So we do a whole, like, he does like 20 minutes. I do like 30 minutes and then, uh, we get paid. Honestly, I didn't even realize, like, I didn't, I didn't realize what I agreed to, but I completely forgot. And this motherfucker gives me cash. I looked down this motherfucker, like two hundreds wrapped up on a whole bunch of twenties. So I looked down and it was like 300 bucks that this motherfucker gave me. So I was like, damn 300 and, and Oscar got paid separately. So it's not like I had to break off my nigga off my 300. So I was like 300 and I, I'm already, and I'm already out here in this party town. So I made it a goal of mine. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to blow this 300 right here downtown Iowa City tonight we're not even going home I told my boy Oscar like don't even trip homie I'll get us a hotel he's like bet so we just started fucking so we finished our drink tickets we pound all seven drinks my, shout out my homie Jason Feliciano my cousin bro he drove an hour to see me at Iowa City bro brought his homies with him they were they were drinking too it was hella fun we just went to all kinds of bars we got fucked up and then um, and then eventually at one point me and Oscar got into it because uh, that motherfucker couldn't find his car. And I was like, here, bro, I'll help you find your car. But I'm also drunk as fuck. So we finally find this car after walking around, like, through every single street in downtown. And he gets in the car. And then I was like, all right, bro, you found your car. Like, let's go back to drinking. Like, I want to get fucked up. And he's like, nah, come inside. Like, I got to talk to you, bro. I got to talk to you. So I was like, what the fuck? So I get in the car. And he's like, bro, um... I, we got to go somewhere to put my car away. Like, I'm drunk as fuck. I don't want to leave it out here. I was like, bro, just leave it out here. It says we could park till 6 a.m. Like, we'll just knock out in the car of anything. Like, it's a college town, so it's like a movie. Like, you ever seen the movie American Pie? Or, like, those movies where they're, like, in frat houses. Like, just everybody going wild. So, there was, like, no law. You feel me? Like, no, it's not like we are going to get a DUI or anything. Like, I'm talking about everybody's on the street getting fucked up. So, um... 
Anyway, so I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm an idiot. Like, I'm like, oh, no, fuck it. We're just going to stay fucked up and drink and stay sleeping in the car. No, no, no. I'm like, everybody's doing this. You feel me? Anyway, so he's like, nah, bro, nah. So finally, bro, we ended up going to the place where we're going to spend the night. Some dude uh, some dude who, like, manages the comedy club got a space for comedians. So we were able to knock out in that little, like, uh, like it's like a futon. Anyway, they gave us, like, each a futon, and which, I, which I'll get to that later. But anyway, so so anyway, so we get to the house where he's supposed to park at. And I'm like, all right, bro, you dropped your car off. I'm getting the Uber. Let's go back downtown so we could party this is close as fuck by the way it's probably like a maybe a mile and a half away from where i'm at so realistically i could walk but come on fuck out of here y'all know i'm not gonna walk it was plus it's like 1 a.m at that point and this motherfucker's like nah bro i don't want to go back i'm tired i'm tired so he ends up knocking out right there in the car so i was like fuck that dude i'm fucking i'm going back so i go back by myself bro i uber all the way back downtown i continue to get fucked up all over downtown I'm talking to people people are talking to me they're like oh yeah what are you doing out here i'm like yeah i'm a comedian I just did a show like she was sold out made a bag matter of fact I'm gonna buy you drink. boy I was out there bullshitting Halloween weekend looking at the white queens but anyway after that we end up, I end up going back to the fucking place we're spending the night and Oscar's already knocked out on his futon so I get on my futon bro I end up knocking out tell me like around tell me why like around 7am bro by the way I got home like around 4am so it's already fucking late as shit but like around 7am I just hear the fucking ground shake Boom, like a fucking earthquake, dude. Like a fucking earthquake. And I'm like, what the fuck? I, I, and, and I'm like trying to open my eyes, but at the same time, I'm still like drunk, trying to still fall asleep type shit, you feel me? And, um, and I'm looking at everything around the room and everything's shaking, bro. I'm like, oh shit, either we're getting like raided or like there's a fucking earthquake right now. Like something's going on. But finally, when I was able to open my eyes, you know, and like kind of wake up good so I can like know what the fuck is going on, I just hear out of nowhere, I weigh Mekai. And I, I fucking look across the living room. My homie Oscar's on the fucking floor. All the lamps that were right there he fell on top of him. So he's covered in lamps. The desk that was next to him, he fucking shook the shit out of it. Ended up dropping all kinds of shit. And it was like an art station desk. Like somebody does their paintings and their art, maybe for commission, sketches, all that shit. And they had like all those expensive ass color pencils and expensive paints all organized by color yes it way knocked everything over we ended up going around to see the fucking to, to see the mess we made or the mess he made but i don't know why i was involved myself i should have fucking turned around and pretended to be asleep but i i got up because i realized i was like bro somebody's gonna fucking somebody's gonna wake up este pincho madrazo fue duro. like i had to help this nigga up type shit like this nigga busted his shit bro and i know he felt hard as fuck because his legs were still on the fucking futon only his torso hit the floor in his head so i know that he, he didn't he couldn't even break the fall with his legs that motherfucker went straight from futon to floor Saz ate shit but anyway he, he um we realized he made a mess but this motherfucker just starts grabbing all the color pencils everything he dropped all the fucking sheets of paper that were right there it looks like it was like a work in progress he just balled everything up and threw it on the desk fucked everything up and we got out of there drove four hours back home to fucking uh well, I can't, Aurora, he dropped me off in Aurora, he drove back to Chicago, but anyway, that shit was fucking lit, the show was lit, it was dope as fuck, and then 
I had a show at Zany's uh, on Tuesday night, which is crazy because I went, I did the show, and then I came back home, showered, and then we hit the road for Washington, D.C. It was just JV and myself. Went all the way to D. We drove all the way to D.C. We were going to fly, but then we realized, we're like, well, fuck it. If we get this hotel room, like, get a decent hotel room, we'll drive. It'll be way cheaper, and we can split the drive. So we just made the financial decision to drive. So we ended up driving all the way to D.C. It was a 12-hour drive. He drove six. He drove like eight. I drove like fucking three. But anyway, we the at first, he drove uh, six hours. And around, we left like around midnight. Around 6 a.m., bro, we swapped, drive, we swapped drivers. I get in the driver's seat and start driving to like around 11 a.m. Finally, at 11 a.m., we stop at a gas station. This motherfucker pumps. I get coffee. And I was like, all right, bro, you're going to fucking, are you going to do the, the driving, the rest of the driving? We got two hours left. He's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to do it. He's like, I was like, bet. So we swap seats, and this motherfucker gets on the highway. I'm, we've been on the highway probably after this gas station stop. We've been on the highway, I'll probably tell you, like, a minute and 30 seconds, like literally not even five minutes. Like I'm talking about like maybe two minutes, maybe two minutes, right? We're on the highway and uh, at this point the sunlight's already out, you know, it's already 11 a.m. and shit. So we're going, we're going down um, the highway and there's two state troopers, like two explorers, one facing one side, one facing the other side, but both of them window to window. So you, I was just like, oh, these motherfuckers are just chatting with each other, you know, they're not checking shit. So we kind of just passed them and then, and that was it. I didn't even look back. And usually I'm a paranoid ass motherfucker. Like I'd be looking back. I'd be on it. Like I'd be, what's going on? Do we, you know, are they after us? Whatever, you know? But, um, nothing like that fucking happened. What happened was, uh, JV was just like, oh, this is the first one. And I was like, what are you talking about? I, t- I looked back. Motherfucking five was already on our ass. Lights going. So I was like, fuck, dude. So I was like, fuck it. We got pulled over. But like. I've never been like you. You always see those live PD episodes where you get pulled over and they just stretch everybody out on the highway for no reason. You know, like every time I've been pulled over, like it's it's been pretty like. I mean, I've went to jail because I don't have a license, but it's been pretty straight up. Like it's never been like nerve nerve wrecking. You know, this one was nerve wrecking for me because. So this is what happens, right? We we we, we end up getting pulled over. We, but JV had like a blunt in the whip. We had like. There's a cart or two in the whip, and uh, I myself in the trunk of the car was I had a little something else, bro, a little a little herbs and spices back. No, I'm just kidding. But if you know the if you're a fan of the podcast, you know what I had back there a little uno cho, uno chito, uno chito, a little a little Bali, a little Bali, and uh, I left it in my socks. You know, because I was gonna be in DC for fucking ten sold out shows. I was lit, boy. I was like, my party, I'm a drink is gonna be lit, boy. But never in my life would I imagine that we were gonna get pulled over, dog. So I had put it in one of my socks. And then in, I put my socks inside my shoes, like to make like to have space for other shit. So every time I travel, I put my pairs of socks and some some of my underwear inside my shoes, just so <clears throat> you know it doesn't waste space on the on the luggage or whatever. So I had balled it up with one of my pairs of socks and I put it in in, in, in like a pair of Jordan ones in the trunk, right? And I didn't even put the shoes in the bag; they were just sitting in the trunk. Cause I mean, road trip, you know, I don't have to pack everything into one single bag. <clears throat> so um. So um, then, they, they like as soon as as soon as we get the guy comes up to the window, he pokes his fucking fat ass head through my window, and he's like, "Oh, what are you guys doing? Where are you guys going?" You know, we tell him. He's like, and then he, right away he tells JV, "Yo, get the fuck out the car." So they make JV step out the car. So already I'm like, "What the fuck? Why is he getting out the car?" Like, 
It's not even, we're not even like, it's not like we were fucking flying at 120 or 100. We're doing speed limit, you feel me? Like, we're good. And in my head, we hadn't even smoked in the whip all day. So it's not like it smells like fresh weed. But obviously, you know, if you smoke in the car enough, you're going to have the smell. Even if it's just a little bit, you're going to have a smell. And obviously, if there's a little roach, it's going to smell. Like, compared to a car with no weed at all, if you have a little bit of weed, a dot of weed, it's going to smell a little bit like weed. To us, motherfuckers, smokers, we might not fucking be able to tell right away or compare the difference to when you smoke, actually smoke, and, and, and it just, you know, smoked a few days ago. But a motherfucker that don't smoke and get in your car, that's why your parents always like, ah, well, I'm on your head. You're like, what the fuck? I haven't even smoked in here in a minute, but... It still leaves a little bit of a dinge. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Point is, um, he gets out the whip. So now I'm in my I'm in the car like, damn, well, fuck, they're gonna, they're gonna we're gonna get a ticket for the weed, you know? But like not, not even remembering that like we're pulled over in Pennsylvania, by the way. Two hours away from DC, small ass town. These motherfuckers are rookie cops, like they're looking for promotion, they're looking to get, you feel me, get popping and shit off a off a Latino brown back, you feel me? Like he's trying to ex- extort us type shit. But anyway, so they take JV to the back. They're talking to him in the car. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in the car like for like 30 minutes. Finally, the cop comes back up and he's like, yo, what up? Or he didn't say, yo, what up? <laughs> he didn't be putting me there. Yo, what up? You niggas going to jail. <laughs> no, but he, he comes up, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, what are you guys doing? Are you guys smoking weed in here? I was like, no. He's like, it smells like weed. I was like, nah, man, like probably back home when we were in Chicago, we smoked a little bit, but but I mean, it's legal back home, not, you know? And he's like, well, he's like, well, um, how long ago was that? I was like, I don't know, maybe like last night, if that, but we were in Chicago. So he's like, oh, okay. Um, so I was like, well, not anymore, though. Not You're good right now. I was like, hell yeah, we're good, bro. And I was like, he's like, what are you going to do in DC? I was like, I told you I'm doing, you know, some comedy shows. He's like, what are you going to talk about? I was like, probably this. And he starts laughing. So I'm like, all right, made him laugh. I'm good. And then he leaves. He's like, all right, we'll be back. They still got JV in the back over there talking to him. I'm, then, then another 20 minutes passed by. So now I'm like, all right, like, at this point, I start to get nervous because I'm like, fuck. I got a feeling that they're going to, they're going to search the whip. They're either going to search the whip or they're going to ask this motherfucker, do you got shit on you? And if he gives it to them, they, they might still search the whip. But I was like, even if we don't let them, it already smells like weed. So either they're going to bring a dog, the dog is going to hit because dogs always hit. You feel me? Like I've never, like a dog, dogs be hitting. Be, if you if they bring a dog to where you're at, nigga, you're fucked because the dog is trained to hit. It could be not shit in the whip. The dog is going to hit. I'm going to be like, oh, it's because it smells like, you know, it smells like it because they probably smoked it. No, no matter what it is. The dog is always going to hit. Fuck the dog. I like dogs. I'm a fan of dogs. I respect dogs. But fuck police dogs. You feel me? And I, I don't give a shit. Anyway, stitch ass motherfuckers. Any, <laughs> anyway, um, so um, so then they bring the fucking, um, they bring the fucking, uh, they, they don't bring the dog, but they ask the homie, JV, they're like, oh, can we search your car? You know, JV's confident in himself. He's like, yeah. We should be all right. He told him about the little roach. He's like, I got a little roach. I ain't going to lie to y'all. And they're like, okay. So they kind of were already, they kind of knew that we had like a little roach or whatever. So it was cool. And then they, but in, but in my head, JV didn't even know that I had what I had on me. Like I didn't tell JV, oh bro, I'm a, I'm going to take an eight ball with me. You feel me? Like I didn't, obviously I'm not going to try to pop. Like I don't want to make him nervous either while he's driving. So I was like, I'm going to just keep this to myself. Once we make it over there, I'll be like, oh, ha ha ha. I brought some drugs. But anyway, so now in my head, I'm nervous because I'm like, fuck, if they hit for the weed, then they're going to start searching all that shit. They're going to find some other shit they wouldn't even expect them to fucking find. And I'm going to jail. I'm not even going to be able to do my fucking shows. I'm fucked. So anyway, um, 
they're like, oh, well, he just consented to a search. They're like, can we search your stuff as well? So I'm looking at him like, I want to tell him no. In my head, I want to tell him no, right? But, in my, but I'm like, bro, if I tell him no, he's going to right away like be like, oh, okay, then we'll bring the fucking dog. So I, and I already knew it was in my shit. So I'm like, I'm like, so at that point, I put my, I put my faith in, in God, bro. I put my faith in God, bro. I was like, you know what, God? If you want me to make these shows, it's on you. If you don't want me to make these shows, it's on you. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, go ahead, search it. And he's like, which one is your bag? So in my head, I'm like, oh, they're looking for bags. My shoe's not even in my bag. So they might just even look past it. So I was like, oh, my bag is, um, my bag is uh is the Puma one. That was my bag, you know. He's like, oh, all right. So then I, he, they take me to like to like over there by the by the by the squad car and shit by the Explorer. And I'm sitting there, you know. At this point, I'm like, at this point, I'm, my body floating because I'm like, you know what? If they find weed, weed is a weed, weed is a weed charge. You feel me? Like misdemeanor, slapping the wrist. You find coke, that's a felony, bro. You doing? You spending the night in jail, and you might spend the whole vacation. Like all my PTO. Imagine, imagine requesting PTO at work to spend it in jail. Like, that's exactly what I I would have done. But anyway, so I put it in God. They took me to the back. They they start searching the whip, right? They start searching the whip first. They go through everything, you know. They pull out like two cards. That you know, motherfuckers. Just, you know, we just be leaving rappers in the whip. You feel me? It's just like any normal person. So they, we had the rappers in there. Some card. I think one of the cards was full. I don't remember, but. Um, it was uh then then they found the roach of the of the of the blunt you know and then they popped the trunk so once they popped the trunk you know I'm already like I'm already I'm, I get that feeling when you're about to ride a roller coaster for the first time and you're a kid like you just can't feel your knees you're just weak in the fucking knees bro like oh my god I felt like I was gonna collapse me whether it's my I've never fainted before but I felt like me whether it's my yario ayer la verga. Oh, God, they would have had a different problem. I feel bad for the fucking paramedics. Imagine having to put me on a stretcher. They're like, hell no. Nah. Bring the forklift. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so um, so um, they end up, so they they grab my, like the first thing they fucking get is my shoes, bro. So I'm like, no, no, it wasn't supposed to go like this. Like I'm, uh, I'm picturing myself in a live PD episode and shit, dog. And um, they grab my shoes. They just move them out the way, bro. They didn't even look in them. Move my shoes out the way, grabs my bag, doesn't even open it, puts it back, moves around some of JV shit, as JV, as JV if that was his camera equipment, because JV and uh, JV had like I think he had some blood on him. He says he got some. Hey, I'm not gonna, you know, he allegedly, I'm not gonna criminalize my boy, but I think it was some blood in there. But anyway, the cop grabs the bag that should have had the blood. And he's like, that's your camera equipment? And JV's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm going to put it back so I don't fuck it up. And he just puts everything back, bro. Slams the trunk closed. So in my head, I'm like, chingamos, nigga. We are gone. I just sold my soul to the devil. No, not really. But I was like, Ugh. I just like, God got me. If God, cops didn't want to see me perform 10 sold out shows in D.C., God did. <laughs> fucking so fucking dude. So I'm fucking shitting brakes, dog. Like literally shitting brakes. I got a whole ball in the trunk. They didn't even fucking you feel me? <clears throat> Start searching some more, you know, end up finding, you know, whatever the little shit. Close the doors, bro. Came back. They're like, oh yeah, we're gonna mail you some shit. But in my head, I'm like, they're not even gonna mail us shit. They didn't give us no paper tickets, no warnings, nothing. Let us go. I think they I think they thought we were like definitely trafficking something across the country, but since they didn't see anything obvious like they went through like the spare tire shit a little bit he lifted that shit up but now nah, they 
they were like, nah, these boys is bitches. These boys is bitches. And they let us go after like two hours of having us stopped right there, bro. And two hours later, we fucking make it into D.C. It feels like the victory. I see the fucking Washington Memorial, the Lincoln Memorial. I see the Capitol. And I'm like, yeah, this is what America's all about, nigga. Eight balls and hoes. You feel me? Like, I was... Uh, I was never... I'd never been so happy to, to see a, 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 a fucking... I guess a fucking, fucking uh, like something off a of social studies book and shit. That was, I was saying that joke in fucking at DC all the time. I was like, damn, DC looks just like the social studies book. I was like, anyway, I'm not going to say the joke because I'm going to end up fucking, I might end up clipping it for Instagram. But anyway, um, yeah, so it, it was, you know, I did, that drive into DC, I'm not sure if you guys been to DC before, but that drive into that town, there's trees everywhere, leaves falling. It's the color of the fall, like straight up pumpkin spice latte vibes, bro. Like, it was, it was a good time. But anyway, so that was D.C. We get to D.C. That was how the road was there. We end up getting to D.C., bro. We do the first show. Boom, sold out. I'm headlining. I come out, murder for 30 minutes straight. Thursday, we got two shows come through, murder both of them. The first one was fire. The second one was even better. Friday, we got another two shows. Boom, boom, murdered them both. Saturday, we got three shows. And that's the weekend that Chins flew in. The first two shows when Chins flew in were kind of mid. Like, I still did my fucking thing. Don't get me wrong. Like, <coughs> the average person would have been like, oh, yeah, he fucking snapped. <coughs> but compared to... <coughs> damn, the fucking lot lizards. But anyway, compared to fucking... Compared to the, how the other shows went, these were kind of mid to me because the room was a small venue. It was like a 60-seater a type shit. And they was sold out all the time. But, but so, I mean, 10 times 60, I like 600 people, nigga. But regardless, just like... The fucking, um, just having a fucking, um, the thing, I forgot what the fuck I was going to say, but anyway, the first two shows were not, like, the energy wasn't as popping, popping, but it was fun. Then that 11 p.m. show, bro, I was already lit, I ain't gonna lie, since my, my homie Chins had flew in, we were already drinking, having fun. Bro, I ended up murdering that last show, I'm talking about murdering, bro, like, Killed it. We ended up going out after the shows, bro. We're taking pictures with the people. I mean, it was so much fun. We went. You know what? One thing that fucking blew my mind. Anyway, and then Sunday, two more shows. Killed those. And then after my last show on Sunday at, at 9 p.m., we got on the road and came back to Chicago. 12 hours. And I we got into Chicago at 9 a.m. I took a shower, went to work at 11 a.m. Because I'm a motherfucking grinder, bro. That's type of shit that make dreams work. You feel me? Like, this shit, I make this shit. No, I'm not skin, But motherfuckers make shit look easy. But niggas really be having to put blood, sweat, and tears into this shit type shit. But anyway, right? Um... I was going to say about D.C., bro, one of the things that shocked me the most, because I'm used to, like, I've been to, like, Texas. I've been to L.A. You know, people that know me know that I go back and forth to L.A. a lot with my family out there and Chicago. And the biggest Latino community has been Mexicans. Puerto Ricans in Chicago, yes, there's a lot. We love them. Shout out Puerto Ricans. But Mexicans, I would say they're more of in Chicago. And that's the the biggest Latino pop, pop, you know popularity, I guess you could say, freaking whatever. Texas is the same way. A lot of, you know, a lot of them claim to be Tejanos. Shut up, bitch. You're a fucking Mexican-American. But anyway, there's Mexicans down there. You know, I don't even know if there's Puerto Ricans in Texas, but there's a lot of Mexicans down there too. And then LA is obviously all Mexicans type shit. Hello, Mexicans. So Mexicans always seem to be the biggest population as far as minorities go when we're, you know, across the country, main big cities. In DC, there is so little Mexicans, bro. Like it's it's fucking crazy there's 
Oh, there's hella salvadoreños, hondureños, um, Peruvians, Bolivians, Ethiopians. I mean, Ethiopians are not Latino, but you feel me? Like I'm talking about cultures. There's a lot of a lot of Ethiopian places, a lot hella Chinese restaurants. You know, um, the, the the popularity seems to be either between like Honduran, Salvadorian, and a lot of also black people. There's a good amount of, of African-Americans, black people. I've seen some of the most beautiful black women I've ever seen in my life live in D.C., bro. Like, oh, my God. Like, I, w I finally found out who the Lotus Flower Bomb Wale was talking about. Because Wale from D.C., oh, my God, beautiful black woman. I'm talking about the black woman from the, like, the fucking... Like commercial type shit, bro. Like beautiful, beautiful. Like light skins, dark skins. Oh my, it don't matter, bro. Queens. But anyway, um, I fell in love like eight times, bro. But anyway, the Latinas were beautiful too. Like all, all these saw some fine ass Bolivian shorties, fine ass uh, Honduran, Salvadorian shorties and shit. But it, it it was lit. And then uh, anyway, so point is that that shit blew me you know it, it, it was fucking crazy to me and uh and yeah man that, the, like my dc trip was was fucking was fucking lit there one on fucking uh i'm gonna talk about this real quick and then i'll wrap this shit up because i've been recording for how long 39 minutes oh not that long actually um so on the on the on the day we, we ended up getting fucked up after um on Saturday night, after the three shows, we end up going to. We we're supposed to go to this like low key bar that we had gone to on Thursday night for for Saturday because we we're like just let's just do something chill. So there was a bar. I got out the car first, and there was a bar next to the bar, and I thought the bar that was lit was the only bar on the block. So I go inside this bar that looks like Black Door, just jumping hella fucking crazy. There's a DJ playing nothing but El Alfa, so it's just a whole bunch of I don't know why Alfa don't sound like that, but you know what I'm saying, like a lot of a lot of Scooby Doo like a lot. Of, I don't know. I don't know why I'm doing that. I don't know why that noise comes out when I'm trying to do like La Mama de La Mama. You know that type of fucking music. You feel me? But Scooby Papa, Papa. Dude, that, that, that fucking song had us in a headlock for a minute. Scooby-Doo, papa. But anyway, um, we go into this bar. They got, like, hookah. They got fucking uh, drinks, buckets. I mean, bottles. Like, it's, it's so lit, bro. We end up getting fucked up there by ourselves. Just JV, Chins, myself. And we end up partying it up, celebrating, you know, the, the, the eight shows. And then, bro, La Puta Cruda on Sunday. It was so fucking bad, bro. Oh my god! I did not. We did not want to get up from the fucking hotel room, bro. Like the fucking lady was knocking on the fucking door for checkout. She's like, "Oh, check out!" Like, bitch, get out of here! I'm trying to knock out. By the way, if you've ever cleaned hotels before, or you, I know some people that have parents that clean hotels room or moms. Dude, you guys are the real fucking heroes because people are disgusting. And I'm not even talking about us. I'm talking about like people. Like, can you just imagine having to clean a hotel room after? Somebody just filmed the bukkake in that motherfucker. Like, just come everywhere. God damn, that's got to fucking suck. But uh, anyway, so, yeah, man, DC DC was fucking lit as shit, bro. Like, I, I mean, I know I kind of talked about it really fast because I, I don't want to get too much into detail because it's just kind of like I feel like you guys, I mean, I feel like y'all care, but 
not like you know nobody gives a shit that much you feel me so i'm not gonna bore y'all to death about feelings and how i felt and emotions but man it felt fucking crazy i mean i remember the first day we were there in dc when we were driving from the hotel to the venue i couldn't even talk like like i was quiet as fuck i was nervous it felt like the first time i was doing stand-up like i was so nervous my hands were freezing cold because number one i was headlining night one so i didn't even know if people were gonna show up like i was like dude i don't know nobody in dc how the fuck am i gonna sell tickets to headline you know and man we were able to sell it out bro it was fucking i mean we're talking about five to ten dollar tickets but nigga i don't give a fuck ten dollar tickets 60 of them sold to see me in dc you know six hundred dollars right there for one night and and the motherfuckers came to see a fat nigga that just don't do sh- anyway that was kidding but i don't know bro i wasn't even able, like i was so nervous like i've been on dates where i've been nervous before i've been like first days of schools where you get nervous but i can't compare that nervousness to anything else like i was like are they gonna like me are they not gonna like me like i don't know it was it was it was you know it was i don't know man it was it's hard to explain but it was just uh shit like you know like i was like damn i I used to pray on this shit daydream about this shit grind been grinding for the past four or five years for this shit and now like we're on the way from a hotel with a crazy view by the way i'll upload the pic not to flex just to motivate (laughs) motivational purposes only but and and it was just you know it was was crazy man it was crazy and then once i did the first show i i fucking put my energy out there i i killed it bro i killed 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 bro killed it and uh once, once I did the first show, I was locked in. Every show after that was just like a fucking home run. You feel me? Like, boom, boom. I was pitching. They're pitching. I was hitting them out the fucking park, boy. Met some real cool people, real cool comedians, you know. And the guy that gave me the opportunity to go headline and feature for him in D.C. And, uh, was Martina Amini. Follow him on Instagram at Martin Amini. He's a half Bolivian, half Iranian comedian and he's hilarious by the way he's gonna be doing lincoln lodge in chicago he sold out one show we're done we're gonna do two shows i'm featuring i'm opening up for him in chicago um november 16th next wednesday so get tickets to that if you want to meet, meet the homie that meet my big bro that gave me an opportunity uh nah but you guys should get tickets it's a real it's gonna be a real fucking dope show uh i would also i would also promote um Oh, and, and then he's also going to do, he's going to be headlining my show at the Laugh Factory, Latin XL, November 18th, 11 p.m. Everybody, right now, write that shit down. Pull your phones out. Go go to go to the Laugh Factory website or the link in my bio for Latin XL, November 18th. Use promo code Latin XL for free tickets. It's going to be fucking popping. I'm having um, Jesus Castillo flying in from Houston. Martina Mini coming in from L.A. I, I'm going to have this other dude, Terrence Baker, coming in from L.A. All headliners all killer comedians bro it's gonna be so fucking lit but anyway so yeah martin the guy who took me to dc he's gonna be headlining my show in chicago here um plus i'm opening up for him those other two shows so he'll be in chicago next week for like three days so we'll get to hang out again and shit and like i said i'm very grateful for him because i I never even met that fool like in person until this past week when i saw him he just saw my tiktok saw my instagram and he's like i need to work with you bro you're funny as fuck and he gave me the opportunities flew me out that didn't fly me out but he fucking you know Got me the hotel. He took care of me. Flew me out. My dumbass. I took a road trip. Nigga. <laughs> Bum ass nigga. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> he snapped, bro. He was cool as fuck, bro. And then, anyway, I will promote the show, but it's already sold out. The homie Rene Vaca, I'm pretty sure you guys seen him on TikTok or on Instagram. He's always 
popping up. He's always got the leg on the stool. He's teaching people how to fuck with the leg. His little bit's called the leg. But for those of you, or he's like a Mexican comedian that looks Indian. But most most I most of you guys remember I opened up for him last year. I think it was at the beginning of this year, actually, maybe like sometime in February when he came for the first time. And um, and I'm not gonna lie. Tickets were tickets. We didn't really sell too many tickets. It was still Laugh Factory show, so they did well as far as bringing people in. So it wasn't empty, but it wasn't full either. And this this time, this motherfucker, this when I fought when when we did that show, he had like twenty thousand followers. Now he's got like a hundred and fourteen thousand. Like he's been uploading reels and clips every single day, just going viral. Like you never you never know which one's the one that's gonna go viral. You know, especially as a stand up comic, because you might do one that has got. 100,000 views, but you might put one that does 3 million views, which is way more than 100,000 views. You feel me? So if you upload every day, you never know. And one of them is eventually going to shoot up or a few of them. So he's got, he's got real lucky. He's not real lucky, but he's been putting the fucking work and he's got, you know, he, he gained a crazy following. So now he sold out the laugh factory and then they put out 20 extra tickets and he sold that shit out too. So, I mean, I, I mean, I helped the promoter, or whatever, but I mean, I want to. I'm gonna be realistic. That motherfucker is moving the motherfucking tickets because he's been doing all the all the clips and shit, you know. But anyway, so yeah, that's why we're gonna grind it out. Me and JV gonna start putting shit out, more more clips, more of that, because I, I definitely want to be on the same tip, you know. Sometimes, I mean, like I said, at the beginning of this year, he came to Chicago one show, barely brought people. Now he's on tour. Chicago, he's doing Chicago sold out already. Thursday, November 10th, this week, so this Thursday, and, and November uh, 11th in Detroit, he's already selling out over there, plus he's, like, he's selling out all over the country, so he, now he's in his fucking bag, because, you feel me, but anyway, so, shout out, shout out Rene Vaca, follow him, Rene Vaca Comedy on IG, um, and uh, yeah, man, keep a lookout for any other shows I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm gonna have a... I'm going to have a different comedian next week. He's cool as fuck. He's a blind comedian. His name is Adriel Compeyan. He's one of my new favorites. He's been viral on TikTok recently. Um, so he's a, he's, he's a new comic, literally a new comic, and he's fucking killing it. And he's Latino, so Mexican at that. I fuck with that boy. Anyway, so uh, you guys uh, share the podcast. Um, Share the clips. Go check them out. If you don't follow me on my personal page, Ken Flores 300 We got hella dates coming up, and... Uh, yeah, man, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but let me look at something. Dude, dude, how about this whole Kanye West and Kyrie Irving shit going crazy, huh? Those motherfuckers, um, I mean, obviously, uh, obviously for the fucking, you know, the, the Jews and shit. I mean, obviously, you know, I was talking shit last time, but I mean, I was kidding. But like, you know, people, the Jews went to the Holocaust, through the Holocaust, like, it's fucked up. So every time Jews, like... People start hating on Jews. They're like, hey, chill, chill, chill. You feel me? Like, we saw where this shit went last time, so we don't want to start toasting these niggas up again. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but you feel me? You don't want to do that. So every time there's, like, any type of hate towards Jews, it's it gets taken very seriously. Like, Nick Cannon, not too long ago, said some shit about the Jews on his radio show. That shit got canceled. They took Wild and Out from him. Like, they took all his shit until he apologized and he started getting shit back. But anyway... Kyrie Irving's been suspended for a minimum of five games with no pay. Might be more. Might be. They, they even gave him a fucking to-do list with six things he had to do in order for him to be allowed back to play in the NBA. Which, I mean, I don't know. You call it what you want, but I feel like that's extra as fuck. You feel me? Like... But anyway, I don't. Again, like I don't. I don't know. I feel like people have done worse shit, and they've gotten less penalty. Like I feel like I don't know. But anyway, so yeah. So so they're coming at that fool and. Um, Already Kapasa, you know, because obviously we're, I don't I'm, I don't want to promote anti-Semitism. I'm all about, you know, like pro, 
I don't even know how to say that shit. Pro Jew, I'm the pro Jew. <laughs> but but you feel me? Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and fake it. Like I don't know, I don't even know no Jewish people. Like I mean, I, now I do because I'm in the comedy game, so there's Jewish comics and shit. But I mean, I'm just saying like it's fucking. I don't know. It's fucking. I don't know. I feel like sometimes a little bit too much. You feel me? But also Kyrie, I guess. I don't know. I guess, I guess like basketball, mainstream basketball players and mainstream rappers, you know, they're starting to say like, why the fuck do we always got to apologize? Why the fuck do we always got to get told what to do? Or you got to get in line. But then the people on the other side look at it like, no, it's not, it's not that we want to fucking force you to apologize. It's just like, we don't want people to follow in your footsteps, especially because if somebody, like if a big person of influence says, like Kyrie, all he did was share a, a documentary that is like anti-Semitic and he might not be anti-Semitic. He might, you know, he might, he probably just watched it. He thought it was good. He shared it, whatever. And now he's got all his fans and followers that might take it the wrong way. And they're talking about, oh, well, fuck Jews. And, you know, it, 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 it's like Donald Trump. Like he would probably wasn't going to come and fucking deport your parents, but he was like going to do this shit that was going to. Like, you know, turn everything that way, you know, like he probably wasn't going to come to your house and call you a dumb beaner, but his followers would you feel like, you know, like he just, I don't know. It's just a whole bunch of other shit that goes into play when you're a person of influence, but I hope they figure that shit out, man. I'm Mexican, so I don't give a fuck, but <laughs> you guys have a good week. Thank you for everything. Bye-bye.